And welcome and good morning to Speaking Life with Dr. Sabrina. I am your host, Dr. Sabrina, the people expert. You know, I help people with people, even if that person is themselves, because I say it all the time. Oftentimes we think it's somebody else with the problem and it's really us standing in the need of some help. And so I do that in a myriad of ways. I am a life coach. I am a clinical therapist. I am an author. I am a speaker. I am a trainer. I've created an incredible model called Essential Colors. And so that helps you to understand how you're wired and then how to deal with people who are wired differently. But now with this new podcast, Speaking Life, we're going to be speaking about all types of things here on this show. But today I'm super excited because we're going to have a discussion that for the Christians in the audience, oh, we might get you together and get you to learn something because we're going to be talking about the law of attraction. We're going to be talking about manifestation. And sometimes in the Christian world, when we hear those terms, we go, that's not, that's not Christian. That's not Jesus. That's just not. And so I have a guest today who is going to shine a major light on that particular subject. Because, you know, back in 2006, a book came out called The Secret. Oh, and it was a fireball of success. And then in the next year, 2007, the movie came out. And so many people, Michael Bethwick, Oprah, so many people grabbed a hold to this law of attraction thing. There's so many videos about it. There's so many things that people have been doing, that people talk about, that people are implementing in their lives. But then the Christian people said, no, that's not, that's not Bible. But then let me just say this before I even bring my guest on. I don't know what Bible y'all reading. But the Bible absolutely talks about manifestation, uh, talks about what a man thinketh, so is he. That, ain't that what the law of attraction is, what you're thinking you attract to you? I'm just saying, I don't know. That's just, that's just how I interpret it. So I have a guest that I'm going to bring on now who is a spiritual life coach. Mm. She has a podcast and she's an author. And so I want you to get ready to learn something today from our guest, Michelle Barr. Hey, Michelle. (laughs) Hello, it's so good to be here. I am so excited that you are on with me today. Let me say that I've seen you on Fox, on Fox. I've seen you on Fox. I've seen you on your segment on Fox, being interviewed on Fox. And so I know that this is going to be a good, good conversation um, today. Let me just begin by asking you, what is a spiritual life coach? What, what is that? A spiritual life coach, as opposed to just coach or life coach, is bringing a spiritual aspect, recognizing that no matter how you think about God or how you talk about God, that everything has a spiritual component. And I was a mental health therapist 
for a lot of years. And I recognized that every crisis people were going through had a spiritual component. So it's working with people's philosophy and theology and beliefs about that higher power or God and how that affects their lives. I love that. Thank you so much for that definition, because sometimes we hear these new terms or they're new to people and they go, Mm-mm, that ain't that ain't that ain't Bible. That because, you know, that's what the church said. That's not Bible, but it absolutely is a Bible. And so as I'm looking at your resume, you hold a doctorate in ministry. Yes, I do. I have a doctorate of ministry in transformational spiritual coaching, and I got it through my seminary where I also was ordained in 2005 as a minister and used to work as a hospital chaplain. Oh, yes, yes. So you really have the experience and not just the experience, but the learning, the school learning, going to seminary, getting, um, going deep into the word, as they say, and being able to talk to us about the law of attraction. So let's just go there. Oh, let me do this first. So if you're listening and you want to call in and ask a question, you can call in. And the number here is 313-266-2811. Again, that number is 313-266-2811. And I'm going to tell you something. You better like and share this right now because this is legendary. This is going to be epic. It's iconic. You know, I like words like that because what you speak is what you create. So I like to create big things. And so let's just go right in. And when we talk about the law of attraction, what is the law of attraction? The law of attraction, I like how you brought up some of the biblical perspectives. It's really what's in your heart and what's in your mind. And then that creates the stories you tell, which create emotions. Then that that creates what actions you take, which creates your results. So it really is about getting really impeccable with your mind and your thinking and pouring good things into your thoughts and feelings to create the life that you want to be living. So, okay. So let me, let's just, I want to break it down to its common denominator, lowest common denominator, you you know, like when we were in school, but I just want it to be plain for everybody to understand. So if I am concentrating on, and I'm going to give you an example that, that I use in, in when I do my radio show and people call in and always talking about what they don't want, we're going to, we're going to use dating for the example. And so People will call in and say, I don't want a man who lies. I don't want a man who cheats. I don't want a man who doesn't have any money. I don't, I don't, I don't. And guess what shows up? What they don't want, because that's what they're focusing on. So how do people begin to make that transition to begin to really think about intentionally what it is that they want? You see those people are spending so much time in what they don't want, but you're putting your emotions out there and that gets very charged. And what comes back to you is a response to what you're thinking and feeling. So you bring up a really good point. The law of attraction says don't beat the drum of what you don't want because you activate that. And then your mind is just bringing you more of that. So you would change it to, 
I am creating, I want, I desire a man who is honest, a man who is financially stable, a man who wants to have a family, whatever that is. And you really get to the essence of how you want to feel. And then you get into that feeling instead of all those negative feelings of what you don't want. I, I love that. It, it's, it reminds me of some years ago when I was in church. I was in church and the preacher was preaching about faith. And I mean, the spirit was high. We were shouting. People were singing. People were really, really on with him. And he was going, faith is the substance of things. You know, he was gone. And I was all in. And it was almost like God gave me a station identification break. And what God told me, he says, okay, Sabrina, I need to really make sure you get this thing about faith. And he says, I want you to t think about a time when you got something that you really, really wanted. And so I, I, I locked into him. That's okay. I got it. I got something that I had really wanted because at that time I wanted to have a radio show in DC. I'm in Michigan, but I flew to DC every Sunday and did a radio show. It was just crazy, but I, that's what I wanted. And so the day that they called me to tell me that I had the spot, what spot I was going to be on, I was so excited. I was running around the basement in circles. I was just so excited. And he says, that feeling right there is what I want you to pull up for yourself before you ever see it. And I went, oh, I get it. And so now that I get it, I can do that. I can do that on anything. I get excited about opportunities. I get excited about people. I get excited and I know how to do it because he gave me that moment to go back to, to be able to tap into. So I love when you start talking about feeling attaching it to feeling. And so if you're attaching it to a positive feeling, that's what you're going to generate. A am I correct? Yes. And that Bible verse again, aligns with law of attraction because people say, I'll believe it when I see it. And we say, I will see it when I believe, believe it. it. Because can't see it if you don't believe it. And then you're right. It's positive expectation. Because when I'm saying I don't want a man who lies, I don't want a man who cheats, you're still focused on and you're watching for lying and cheating, and then you'll bring them in. So that positive expectation, I always say, you get in that feeling that it's Christmas Eve or the night before your birthday and you're so excited to see what shows up and how it shows up and you stay in that state of positive expectation and you start changing your mind and your heart to expect that things are always working in your favor. Yes, I love that. And so you are an author as well. Tell me about your book. I am. The first book I wrote was about manifesting on purpose. And I wrote it. I was a young entrepreneur at the time, newer in my business. And I wrote it about all the things that I had to learn to even be able to create a successful, profitable, sustainable business. Because I found as an entrepreneur 
the minute you get in there and you probably know this, all your stuff comes up and you start playing it out and you bump up against it. So I wrote that book, Manifesting on Purpose, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Taking Action. Then my second book was From Calling to Cash, Turn uh -oh, Your Life's awesome. Calling. In uh-huh. I like that title. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> And two weeks ago, I just published my newest book, which is a 365 days of thoughts around what we're talking about. And it is called hashtag soul teach. Ooh. Okay. So I will. And so how do people get the books? Because I will be getting the books today. I'm just going to say, I'm going to get all three. All on Amazon. All now on my Amazon. first book. My first book I now have available for you. If you want it as a PDF, you can get it for free as a download. Oh, and it's okay. at, yes, it's at michellebar.com forward slash book. Okay. And then you can find my newest book at soulteachbook.com. It'll take you to Amazon. Okay. Okay. Great. We are definitely going to um, post that and help push that for you as well so that all of the, my Thank listeners you. and people that's following me can then support what you're doing because I understand that that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to support each other. And so I want to make sure that they have, I love the 365, oh my God, I love that because I'm always one who's looking for something to, you know, I have daily affirmations that I do. I have things that keep my mind focused. It's so funny when I wake up on Mondays because Mondays are generally what I call my media days. And so I'm on TV every Monday morning and then I do the podcast. And usually during the day, I might do a couple of other media things because I'm all made up and pretty. That's, that's the biggest thing, yes. getting made up and pretty on Mondays. But when I wake up on a Monday morning, I start with supercharging my energy and it's with the music that I play. I have a praise uh, playlist that I have music that just gets me up and going and gets me excited and I get to dancing and I and so I love when I leave the house I'm like boom 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 let's go let's go let's go <laughs> I love that and so I know that when it comes to creating intentionally what you want and, I, and I'm sure you can speak to this scripture because uh, I'm just going to start calling you my sister uh, my uh, scripture about writing the vision there's a scripture that talks about writing the vision. So um, do we have to, what do you feel about writing things down, writing what you want, being intentional about writing and putting it in some type of visual for yourself? That's a really strong principle you're talking about is what are you pouring into yourself every day to keep your spirit and your energy high so you can align with what you desire and what you want. And I, I love it now because they're doing a lot of brain science and a lot of experiments in this area with things that we've always known and now they're proving them more. And when you write things down, especially by hand, there's something that happens with the brain and the brain starts looking for the opportunities and looking for what it's expecting. So it definitely can help you to write, to say it out loud, to pour that into you. I'm always like you are 
listening, reading, and speaking all kinds of things into my world to keep reminding me of that. There's definitely things about writing it down and journaling it. Yes, yes. So in your 365 book, is there opportunities for people to write in the book? Yes, I love you're asking that because I created a journal version for all the people I know who love to write in their book. So you have your daily thought and then you can write your own thoughts in the book. I love it. You think so? I'm surprised that we don't know each other before now because we think a whole lot alike. Oh, my goodness. We really do. So I love writing. I love writing and journaling. And I, I say this journaling is not just an activity. It's an experience. So when you're journaling, you should be, I love guided journaling. I love giving a a question for people to start with. They can answer that question and then go further and write more later. But I love a guided journal because a lot of people will say, "I, I got the journal, it's blank. I don't have nothing to say. I don't know what to say. So if you give them some, some pointers. So I love how you have the book. And then the journal so you can write from the things that you've read in the book. So that is such a great uh, combination, would you say, for for your people who are going to be getting your book. And so we're going to continue to push and make sure that people are getting this book because I know how powerful it can be. But let me ask this question. Um, because you are uh, a minister, because you are uh, trained in seminary, has there been any pushback from you saying that you're a spiritual life coach? It's a great question because first I was a therapist, so I have that whole background, then going to seminary and then becoming a hospital chaplain and then moving into coaching and my own work. And I live outside of Dallas, Texas, so we call this the Bible Belt. And when I first started doing this work locally, before I took it online and global, there is some pushback because like you were saying, people say, well, I don't want to do anything that's going to conflict with what the Bible tells me to do. But I find a lot of places in the Bible and we're just not always aware of, first of all, ask and it is given is in every sacred text. And the law of attraction tells you ask and it is given. It's just, it starts being given. And then we have to step into the opportunities and clear up what gets in the way. And I also know that Jesus said in the Bible, I came so that you can have life and have life abundantly. So there is a lot. And I found that I wasn't finding conflict, but there are some people that really are not sure about when I start talking about these things. I think it's it's getting more accepted, but you do get pushback. I think have you in in your writings and 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 what you do with your clients, do you give the examples like we're talking about here of scriptures and how they line up with uh, the law of attraction or the secret and things of that nature? Because I think that when people can see the alignment, when they when you I always say when I can give you word and you know that is word, then they go, oh, okay, yeah, I guess it do. I guess it do match. Yeah, yeah, it does say as a man thinketh, so is he. So what am I thinking? Do I have stinking thinking? Like, <laughs> yes, you have to do that. And so do you find that being able to 
really show the parallels between scripture and then the work that you're writing and, and the law of attraction and the secret and even using that uh, word that they hate that we use, the universe. <laughs> yes, I know. I have a, a real blend because of the therapy background. And I even worked in a psychiatric hospital and bringing all that. Then the church background. I grew up in the Methodist church. I taught in the church. I spoke in the pulpit. So I've always been spiritual and I've always had my beliefs. So I really meet people where they are. And I use the word God and I talk about God. And here's the thing about universe, because I know, again, people really sometimes don't like that. When I'm talking about God and some people, I used to do work in addiction and recovery, and they like to call it higher power or even spirit. God is the creator and the divine intelligence. When I use universe, to me, that is the laws that God created that we have to live within. And the law of attraction is just one of them. But to me, universe is just the divine organization of the world that God created. And when you learn to live within that, and I believe if you're looking for it, you can find that all through the Bible with Jesus living within those laws. So I know people sometimes again get tripped up in that. Yes, they do. They really get tripped up in it. And I think that um, having examples of what Christ did and how, you know, one of the things that I spend a lot of time talking about is how Christ hung with everybody. You know, Christ didn't um, say, oh, there's, there's the prostitute, can't talk to her. No, he, what, he went right in and had, <laughs> had conversation. And so this whole cancel culture that we're finding right now and people saying, they, I don't think like them, so I don't want to talk to, that's not biblical. And the church oftentimes are the biggest perpetrators of dissing people because of difference. And so I am a big proponent of what the Bible says about loving everybody love your neighbor even love your enemy sometimes the challenges that we have with people i really forgot to see what we working with how, how you gonna handle my people so have you had any uh clients or situations where you really had people who really were coming to test you to, to say the least, that 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 want to ask you a question, but then want to go. No, I don't. I don't see it that way. Do you, have you had that experience? I love that you're talking about that because I do see a distinction between what the church is teaching and there is a different agenda behind that. And then again, what Jesus said, if you go to the Bible again. I'm about to go back to the father, but you're going to do so much more than me, all these great things. But then my church would sometimes say, you're not worthy to eat the crumbs from under the table or things yes. like that. But Jesus said, you can do everything I'm doing and more. And more. So again, it's feeling into that. I do have clients sometimes show up when people are hurting, they can get triggered. And with my therapy background, I recognize that, or they want to argue for their limitations. And again, when you're working with law of attraction, people get stuck in telling stories that don't, don't serve them. And I believe that whatever you say is, is. So when you're telling those stories, you'll just keep living them. And so sometimes 
people when they're hurting, they want to come up against those things because they almost, they want to believe that it could be that way and that it could work for them. For instance, when The Secret came out, I was still a therapist and I started seeing a lot of people either saying it's a scam, it doesn't work, they're all lying, or it works for everybody except me. Me. (laughs) They were hurting. And so they want to come up against you because they're scared and they don't know if they'll let themselves believe it could work for them. Exactly. One of the things that I think also is that when we talk about the Christian faith specifically, and we talk about Christ, oftentimes people see Christ as so far removed from them. They don't see the pieces of Christ that's already in them. There are things about Christ's character and his personality that is in all of us. We all have pieces of Christ in us already, and we don't tap into it. We think that Christ is this long over there, up there, but not within us. And so I know that Christ lives within us. And so when we can tap into the him that's in us. So some of the times I pray for me, my prayer is God show me the me you see. Because if I'm just looking through my limited lens, I'm always going to say, oh, was she too dark? She too this, she too that. She don't do this. She hasn't done that. She made a mistake here. And so when I say that, the love and the warmth that comes over me is just incredible because God loves everybody. That's the big thing is that God loves everybody. And so even when we see people who've made mistakes or who've done things, even if they've done things on purpose that are wrong, do we just always focus on just what's wrong? There's something that could be good inside the person. God, and you have no idea what God is going to do with them. Because he can. Yes. When you're willing to show up fully, that's another thing I've learned. When I bring all that I have in every moment and all that I am, and I bring it, then God magnifies it and multiplies it and it becomes something much bigger. But I have to be willing to show up to the table with what I have and what I am. And I agree with you that we were made in the image. And and if God is the creator and he created, created the heavens and the earths, we're made in the image. We are creators, we are creators. in that way. Yes, that is so good. You you are singing my song because one of the things that I say every single day is I ask God to blow his super on my natural. That's the only thing that makes supernatural. And when he blows his super on my natural is that I have to present my natural. I got to give it to him for him to blow on it. So I'm always saying that if I thought it, if I think it, if I if I speak it, I haven't thought or spoke big enough, because scripture is very clear. He said he will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I can ask or think. So I figure, why not think big? Just why not? Why not think big? Why not make it big so he can blow on it and make it bigger? That's just how it works. You you and I are exactly (laughs) the same on that. I bring my natural and I bring it to the supernatural And that, I mean, I always talk about when I'm speaking in front of people, especially in the church, the fish and the loaves and the little boy, all he had 
was the fish and the loaves and he brought them and then the super, supernatural multiplied Applied them. It. Yes. He had to first bring them and he could have thought, well, this isn't enough. What, is, what could anybody do with this? So I love that you're talking about that because I agree with you every day you bring all you have and then you let it be multiplied. Yeah. So let me ask this question because we're all human. We're all, we are human. And so sometimes the humanity in us takes over. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a coaching moment for me. So one of the things that I do, like I say, I'm on, I'm on Fox every Monday morning with mental health Mondays with Dr. Sabrina. And so I have so many people that will call me and ask me to get them on TV. I mean, just, can you just, and they don't even really ask. They just say, I need to be on TV. Well, I don't, I don't book people on TV. That's not, that's not what I do. And so I have actually, I feel like I've lost, you know, people, the people have gotten mad at me because I don't do, and it hurts my feelings. So what should I do? How do I handle it? I need I need some help. Every now and again, the coach needs a coach. I'm just saying. That is true. I have not been without a coach since 2009. I use coaches in my own world. Yeah, that's a tough one because they've got to show up as that and create the experience to get on TV. And so one is you standing in your own power and being able to say kind of what you said there, but you don't want to get caught up in this obligation energy or in this where you feel sorry or shame or guilt or any of that being put in that position and just being able to say, well, here's what I did. You know, if it's good friends and you're going to talk to them about it, here's what I did or here's what you could do. Otherwise, people have to make those things happen. But then we do take it personally yeah. because people want us to do things for them. And that's something you've seen as you start getting out there more and more. People want you to help them more and more. And it's really about standing in your power and being able to just speak really honestly and being able to say no and then support yourself a hundred percent in that no. That is so good. I love the way that you said that. I love that support yourself in the no, because what you're saying is exactly right. Is that saying the no, I, I feel bad. Like I, like, I guess, like, I'll step back and go, well, maybe I guess I could call or I guess I could try or I guess, but that's not what I do. That's just not what I do. And and then to be real honest, I hire and pay a PR person. That's That's what I do. So my PR person does what I need to have done to get me on TV and other places. And so... Um, I do recommend that people do that. But this is the other thing, Michelle. Oh, my goodness. It's actually PR people that call and ask. How, how are you asking wow. me? And that's what you do. <laughs> yes, exactly. And you bring up another good point. We have to help ourselves. And then again, the supernatural can come and help us. So in the same way, I've been on Fox News, too. And, and I get these different opportunities. I spoke on stages all over and travel 
but I pay people to help me with that. And I do all the things I need to do to build the platform. This is something I always talk about, build the online presence and platform, write the books, get out there. You have your own podcast. That's a step in creating content. And so it is not for us to be helping them get on TV, but they can create that experience. And for me, part of it was getting a publicist, getting a PR person. And, you know, you're talking about that. And here I'm on your show right now. I saw you on Fox 2 News and a desire went out that I recognized your energy and your spirit. And I felt that it was kindred. And I had a desire I was aware of. I want to connect with her. Then I got a call to be on your show. So I know I manifested that. Wow. That is a wow moment. Oh my goodness. And that is, I love that you gave that example because we really do have the power to draw to us. I tell people this little story. I tell people, have you ever just been thinking about someone that you might not have seen for a while or, and then you run into them at the gas station or they'll call you and go, I just been, I've been, and I'll be, oh my God, I just said your name. It's just so amazing when you are in that space of putting that energy out there. So I am super excited that my energy uh, drew you because this is great. And just, just know this, Michelle, this is not your last time on the podcast. I'm just saying we, we are Kendrick spirits and we are going to, I'm just going to put it out there. We're going to do something together. How about that? How about, how, how about that? I love that. Let's do something together. Ebony and Ivory. Let's call it Ebony and Ivory. (laughs) This is such a key principle that I teach is taking an inspired aligned action. So I can have a desire to do something with you or show up on your show or connect with you, but I still had to build a presence and a platform so that you would look and say, yes, she can be on my show because she's a speaker, a teacher, an author, a coach. So people need a to minister, do those things. A minister, that's big. A minister. The minister piece is huge because I'm a minister too. So, yes. uh, and I was looking, I was a first lady at one point. I was married to a pastor. Oh, that's a whole, that's a whole wow. other talk show. <laughs> yes, I absolutely love that you gave that example because too often people really do look at um, your life and look at all the things that you've done and they look at their lives and then they'll start to compare and they'll say, well, I can't do it. I can't, I, I can't get up. a a doctorate degree or I can't I can't create a book do you know if you say you can't then you won't right so I I don't say what I can't do whether you say you can or you can't you you are right yes You are absolutely right. So what things do you have coming up? I know you got this new book out. Are you doing any book signings, any book tours? What what you doing? I have had the book online and I will be, uh, I'm getting ready to go to Italy in two days and oh walk, the, walk the Camino, the spiritual pilgrimage in Italy. Last summer, I walked the Camino de Santiago in Spain. So I'm about to go walk the pilgrimage, and then I'll be back 
and putting out new things for the fall and for 2023 in ways that people can work with me. I love it. So we are definitely going to connect you and I. In fact, um, how long are you going to be in Italy? I am there for three weeks until um, near the end of September. Wow. I was going to say, because I'm coming to Dallas. I'll be in Dallas, and I think you won't be there, because I'm going to be there from September the 21st to the 24th. I'm coming oh, to I'm do home. Something. Oh, great. Great. So we are definitely going to plan to connect, because I will be okay. in Dallas while I'm there. And then, um, yes. so while, when we get together, we can just brainstorm and see what the spirit puts on our minds that we can do together. I would see, love I manifested to do something. that too. You're coming uh -uh. to Dallas, and now we will meet in person. Yes, we will meet in person. I'm coming to Dallas to do some work with McDonald's, one of my um, long-standing clients. I've been doing work with McDonald's for 23 years now. Wow. Wow. And you know what's so funny? Because I live in Detroit, but I've never done anything for the McDonald's that are local. Just, just That just never happens. I'm always flown someplace to go do something all over the world for them. And it's amazing that where I live at, you know, that, you know, it's a yes. scripture that says you're never a prophet in your own land. So exactly. I, <laughs> I had to go out of my own neighborhood and town first. And then when I came back, eventually, I'm also uh, coming to Detroit at some point. We're working on that. So we're looking at events I'm going to be doing in Michigan. Okay. So I'll let you know about that too. Definitely. I just, I'm just going to put it out here. So I want everyone to know that Dr. Sabrina has a new sister and it's Dr. Michelle Barr. That is my new sister. Yes. Cause we have so many things in common. I am a clinical therapist and I started there and then I went on to get my doctorate degree and I have two actually. And one is in organizational psychology and the second is in ministry. Mm -hmm. That <laughs> so is incredible. I love then it. Then I started doing coaching and um, actually I created a model called essential colors, which is a personality assessment model. Um, for the body of Christ, when I first created it, I created it for the church. And so uh, I spent about two years just studying scripture and found out some fascinating things about our personality and our character and our temperament. That's all through scripture. So, um, yeah, I do all of that. And so I have a planner coming out for next for next year that will look at activating the whole you, because when you take my test, you have a number on every color so you need to activate all of you because too often we just stay comfortable in our major space but there are other spaces that we can grow in that we can um, develop better relationships within so I'm going to give people the tips tools and strategies to activating their whole you that is great. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I, I love psychological assessments and personality and color, all of that together to find out. That's one of the things I've always done is find out more about me so I can bring more of that forward into my work that I offer into the world. Yes, you have to know yourself. And then you have to know... Um... Like I remember take, like going on interviews. And so an uh, interview question that always had me go, I don't, I don't know, is like, what are your areas of weakness? 
Because I'm sure I'm sure you've had that question before. And so how would you respond to that? That's a great one, because I know that I was taught then to look at your areas of weakness are you when you're talking to people and they ask you that question, you end up telling them your areas of weakness, but how they're really you bring it back around to strengths. And if you're aware of strength finders, if you ever did yes. that, that yes. was a big aha for me because they said too many people spend so much time working on the areas where they are not really good, their weaknesses, but by identifying your strengths, you make them even stronger and you work in your zone of genius. And so I'm aware of my weaknesses and I work on them personally, but I build what I'm putting out into the in world, the world. Yes. on my strengths and my zone of genius. I love that term, your zone of genius. And so I agree with that wholeheartedly. And so I love the fact that you said that I identify my weaknesses, but I still do work on them. I don't ignore them. And so from my vantage point and in my model, when I talk about activating the whole you is because if you're on a team and you know that this particular thing is missing on the team and you know you have some of that, you can choose to bring it to the team. You can choose <coughs> to highlight that on the team or specifically in the body of Christ, if Christ is a perfect blend of all four types, this is basically four types of people. Um, if Christ is a perfect blend of all four types, and when we become Christian, we're supposed to be moving to be more Christ-like, then what we're low in, you should be bringing it up. And what we're high in, we should not try to stuff it down somebody's throat. But the more blended and balanced we are, the better we are at navigating all our relationships and not just the ones that's the easiest for us. So I'm able to look at other people and go, mm, yeah, that's their number one. Yeah, that's and their, their number one is my last one. And so we would have a conflict. But because I know it. I can begin to communicate to them in a way that's going to speak to them and speak to their heart and not just trying to stuff my values down somebody else's throat. So I think that that's one of the things that I really feel is my gift and that I'm helping people with people as the people expert. That's that's pretty much what I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so important because I've always seen from the therapy world and then from the church world and the spiritual and the coaching and all of that, I'm always working on my own transformation. And it's important when we're talking about manifesting and law of attraction, because I believe that transformed people transform people Ooh, and everyone has those gifts. And I we're all I'm meant to be part today. of that body of Christ. I am going to tweet that today. That's a tweetable by Dr. Barr. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Transformed people transform people. Just like yes. healed people heal people. Very so much. often we hear and all the time because we hear all the time hurt people hurt people. Yeah, but right. we need to change that narrative because once you're healed, then you can heal people. Once you're transformed, then you can transform people. Let me ask this question, Michelle. 
um, because I know that, especially for people who've been through trauma, you know, we've done dealt with so much since the pandemic and a lot of loss, a lot of grief. And so people are saying that I'm a survivor. But there's a difference in surviving and thriving. What do you think about that? You're speaking my language again. I was thinking it before you even finished saying it. And I worked part of when I was a therapist, I worked in domestic violence and sexual assault and victim services. But one thing I saw was helping people finally at some point, not just identify with that, but thriving. And that's why I moved out of therapy into coaching. And I really love that. So I do believe you want to acknowledge what you've survived, but then to grow and transform into thriving. And one thing I saw, my business got huge in 2020 because I was in a good place. And I said, I'm just going to run to the front lines and help everyone with what they need and want from me right now. And while there were people withdrawing or people having crisis and trauma, and I was aware of that, there were other people waking up. I had so many of my clients get their books written, start their businesses, quit their jobs. They were really assessing the opportunities and saying, I got to be living my purpose and I've got to be living my life now. So I both have the background in crisis and trauma. And yet as a coach and a healer, I still want to help people to really look at what do you desire? The law of attraction is all about tapping into what you desire and the essence of that and then believing that you can live a life you desire because when you start moving toward your desires and your pleasure you don't have to use pain as a motivator and so i don't use pain as a motivator anyway anymore as a motivator and so that way i'm able to move forward and not have to keep getting into pain it's so interesting that you say that because i think you said this earlier that sometimes in the church it kind of tells you that, no, you shouldn't be seeking pleasure. No, you shouldn't be. I remember having someone tell me that having a positive self-esteem or focusing on your self-esteem is not good. You shouldn't be thinking about that, that no, that, that makes you selfish. That no, no, uh, that makes me self-fool. It doesn't make me selfish. It makes me um, full of what I need to be me in the world and to gravitate to the good things that God has for me. Because scripture does say also that he wishes above all things that we prosper and be in good health as our soul prospers. So understanding that and moving away from that uh, fire and brimstone, like you're gonna be punished if you think this way, or you're thinking too high of yourself. Uh, yeah, I do think high of myself. Yeah, I'm pretty confident. Yeah, I think that I am um, the cat's meow, as they say. I'm that bag of chips. I'm all of that because that's what God used. He, he made me, and he knows how he made me. And so I used to, and I tell people this story all the time, that I used to hate my skin color. I used to hate because when I grew up in the late 60s, early 70s, being dark skinned wasn't in. And so all the little light skinned girls in school had all the attention and all of that. And so for a long time, I hated my skin color until high school. My ninth grade of high school, I met a man named Stan. 
Stan was a senior, and he was a football player. And he was tall and thick, like I still like him now. And I saw Stan, and I really thought that Stan would never say anything to me because I was dark and because I was a freshman. And one day he walked up to me in the hallways of Cass Technical High School and said, hey, dark and lovely. I went, what? Dark and lovely? That became my mantra. And that began the, the journey of really loving the skin that I'm in. And so no, Stan and I never dated or anything like that, but it was something about that moment that was so pivotal in me understanding and beginning to really love all this chocolate. <laughs> so I think it's so important for people to own their truth, to uh, say where you had challenges, and then tell people and share with people how you got past the challenge. You know, I'm no longer in that space. I love all this melanin. I do, I do. I love that. It is very important. And yes, again, the world would tell you, don't be selfish. Don't be too much. Don't be too big and all of those things. And yet when he said that to you, dark and lovely, it was different than the perception you were thinking. And look at that heat. You didn't even date. It didn't have to go any further, but it planted a new belief and you saw yourself in a new way and it elevated you into doing bigger things and being more visible and loving who you are. And we do need a healthy ego. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We need a healthy ego. And I, we're getting close to the end of the show, but I do want to just spend a moment talking about manifesting the money that you want. Yeah, we need to talk about how to how to make sure we get our finances together or that we we see ourselves being able to have money. Yes, yeah, so it starts with that because we've all gotten beliefs even for, before we had language. We got beliefs in our family systems about not enough or just enough, about rich people this, about selfish people, about greed or our family never, only those people. So you've got to start identifying those beliefs. The other thing is if you despise or hate rich people, wealthy people, people with power, you will never allow yourself to become that. So it starts with the big beliefs and changing your beliefs about what you can have and about what you would be if you had those things. Because we do a lot of self-sabotage and self-protecting to keep from being hurt from that. Then you tap into what you desire and you want to think about, you start with true need, things you need, and you put a monetary number on it because money loves to have a place to go. And ask it and is given is yes. a biblical principle. A biblical and so principle. once you ask to trust it's given, but the way it's given, money can fall right into your lap. It can come unexpected or as a surprise, but it also will come as opportunity. And the problem is it shows up and it feels uncomfortable and inconvenient and sometimes illogical and sometimes expensive because if you were already a match to it, you would already have it. So wow. you have to see those opportunities and step into them and start building the belief 
of the money that the money is there. Money is a renewable resource and it comes from God through people. But we look to specific people and things as our source, but God yeah. is our source. God so is our source. Those are some of the beliefs that you start shifting and changing. Oh my God, I, I need to put a pin in it right there because I'm at the end of the show, but I want you to tell people where to find you, how to find you. Yes, one is my website, michellebar.com. The other, I'm on Facebook every day, teaching all this stuff, talking about it. So if you go to facebook.com forward slash Michelle B Bar, you can find me as Michelle Bar on there. And I have a community and we talk about all this. I've got a lot of free resources. And Great. so connect with me. Absolutely. Oh, I also have a podcast. My podcast is called Working for Spirit Podcast.com. Love it. I want to thank you for, for being my guest today, Dr. Burr. Thank you so much for being here and giving your wisdom. And I can't wait to see what God manifests for the both of us together. And so for my listening audience, thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you for being a part of this speaking life because we want to speak life to you. We want to make sure your life is transformed and transfigured and better. So tune in next week with more of Speaking Life with Dr. Sabrina. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.